0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: This episode of Check the Locks is brought to you by our friends at Audible.
0: Audible is your one-stop shop for audio entertainment where you can always find the best of what you love or discover something new. Plus, the Audible app makes it easy to listen anytime, anywhere. While traveling, working out, walking the dog, doing chores, Audible makes listening anywhere easy.
1: And best of all, Check the Locks listeners can try Audible for free for 30 days. So head over to audibletrial.com slash Locks or click the link in the show notes to start enjoying Audible today.
0: Warning. Check the Locks podcast is a true crime podcast and may contain graphic descriptions of violence, murder, sexual assault, and more. Check the Locks podcast is not appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised.
1: Welcome back to Check the Locks presents True Crime for the Short on Time. As always, I'm John Connor.
0: I'm Olivia Cornu.
1: Same. Thank you for joining us this week as we dive into yet another truly terrifying bite-sized true crime case. Before we get started, Olivia, it's wonderful to see you. We're back in the saddle. We got our recording mojo going. It's great to be back after taking that little vacation break. How are you? How are you doing?
0: I'm doing really good. It's great to be back. Switching things up a little bit with the Short on Time. Changing it up. But. I'm doing good. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. And I saw you're short on time. I saw that you were playing around with a different format. So I'm super excited for it. I think whenever we can kind of keep things fresh, it's always a great way to do that. But instead of talking about it, I know that I'm short on time. You're short on time. It's almost midnight. Our listeners are like, it's short on time. So what do you say? Should we just jump on in?
0: Yeah. So this week, like I said, I'm gonna do something a little different. And I'm actually going to cover two quick cases instead of just like one.
1: Two, you say? Two. All right. Well, I'm excited.
0: I know. So you'll have to let me know what you think about us. But when I was actually doing my research, I just kept coming across these like different article titles that were just so gruesome. And it made me feel like we have to really start advocating for like mental health because I think we're missing something. There's not enough resources. There's not enough access. And so I just felt like I'm like, what is the world doing? What are we doing? What are we as humans doing right now? And you'll understand when I finish these two cases, I think.
1: I mean, I can tell you right off the bat that I agree with you. I mean, I think we see that very evident in, you know, mass shootings and just, you know, some of the crazy things that we research every single day. So I'm already 100% on board with you, but I am really excited to hear about these cases.
0: The first case that caught my attention was out of Maryland. On around 1.30 Friday, June 2nd, Prince George County officers were dispatched to a home in the 200 block of Hill Road in Landover, Maryland. The call had been for a welfare check. Someone reported to 911 that they had not spoken with 71-year-old Margaret Craig for several days, and this was highly unusual. When officers arrived, Candace Craig answered the door and agreed to allow them to search the home. As they approached the basement, the smell of decomposition filled the room. Once in the basement, the smell became nearly overwhelming, and police noticed three white plastic trash bags with what appeared to be blood near them. When the bags were opened, they were stunned to find dismembered remains and brain matter. Of course, 44 year old Candace Craig was taken into custody for questioning. Physical crime scene evidence was processed and interviews were conducted, and detectives quickly composed their theory. They believe that on May 23rd, Margaret Craig was confronting her daughter Candace about Celia Hardy. Celia is Candace's daughter and Margaret's granddaughter. Margaret was upset that her granddaughter had been charging things to her credit card. That's when detectives believed that Candace attacked and killed her mother. And all of this information came from Celia Hardy herself. She told police that she overheard the argument and attack, but found her grandmother's body the following day in a blue bin in the house. Both Candace Craig and Celia Hardy were arrested. During the crime scene investigation, a forensics detective confirmed that the remains were indeed human. Detectives also found a chainsaw, cutting utensils, cleaning supplies, and blood splatter throughout the basement. It appeared that Candace had murdered her mother and dismembered her body. A witness told detectives that they saw Candace and her daughter Celia outside near a small fire on the night that Margaret was murdered, and further testing proved that the chainsaw had human remains present. Detectives believe that Craig dismembered parts of her mother with a chainsaw and attempted to burn her remains on a grill and a fire behind their home. 44-year-old Candace Craig has been charged with first and second degree murder. As for 19-year-old Celia Hardy, she was charged with accessory after the fact. As of this recording, the prosecution is still building their case and is expected to go to trial.
1: Man, that's your mom. That's crazy, dude.
0: And your grandma. Like, maybe, like, the granddaughter obviously, like, didn't murder her, but she was out there. Witnesses saw both of them out there with us fire. What is wrong with people? This is what I mean, John. What is happening?
1: It's some unhealthy family dynamics there something yeah because you just don't go from like everything's good to like hey i'm upset that your daughter is racking up charges on my credit card so like i'm gonna murder you now Mm -hmm. so i would be really interested in finding out what the the family history is behind
0: that right right and i don't really know i didn't come across that there's only so many articles because it's something that's so new
1: yeah i wonder if it goes to trial if we're gonna learn more
0: motive like a true motive like other than just an argument
1: yeah. Cause you always seem to learn more, you know, and someone's going to present the history and I'm sure there's going to be reasons given, or, you know, this relationship was tense because of this. So it's just, I just, you know, I've said this before. I think I said this in a recent episode, but I just, I love my mom, dude. I love my grandma. I couldn't imagine doing right. anything like that. I just, I don't understand how some people's brain works.
0: No. So do you want to kind of like give a little mini deadbolt test? Yeah, since
1: we're doing two of them, I'm I'm cool with that. I like this little bit of a different format. I, th- I think for me, this would maybe be a six. And I think we've talked about it before, but it's th- just the idea that, you know, somebody who you're supposed to love and somebody who you're, you know, who you gave birth to. And, you know, this is family and that they could turn on you like that. And over something like a credit card, that's scary to me. So I'm going to put it at a six. What about you?
0: Yeah, I'm going to do that, too. About a six. I just think that, like, there's got to be more to the backstory that we don't know. Even then, like nobody deserves to die. But your mother and your grandmother, you not only like murdered her, you dismembered her and set her remains on fire to dispose of her body. Your own mother. I just I don't get it.
1: Yeah. And it almost seems like we hear about that a lot and it never works. No. You know what I mean? It's like every case that we do where someone attempts that, it's just it doesn't do what you're hoping that it will do and you end up getting caught anyway. So I don't understand why people have it ingrained in their brain that this is, like, a good idea. I don't know.
2: BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then...
0: Yeah, so this is me just perusing the internet. So this is case number two. Are you ready for this one?
1: I'm ready. Let's do it.
0: This is why we're doing this two for one. That's what I'm calling the short on time, the two for one. The two Two for one. So now the second comes from Indiana. Christy Holt and Marcus Garvin had been renting a room at the Always End in Indianapolis for a little over a year. Garvin had committed a crime at work a year earlier and was currently out on a $1,500 bond. Because of this, he was also required to wear a GPS angle monitor. In December of 2020, Marcus Garvin was working at a Circle K gas station. And on December 26, Marcus was working his regular shift when he felt a customer had taken too long in the restroom. He decided to follow the customer out of the store's front door and proceed to stab the man in the back. Witnesses reported that Garvin loudly said, "Fuck, that was satisfying," and proceeded to walk back inside and continue to check out customers. Excuse my language. Trish I'm sorry. Garvin. Yeah, sorry ma'am. <laughs> Excuse Garvin's language. Anyways, Garvin was immediately arrested for battery with a deadly weapon and has since been on the GPS monitoring. Fast forward to July 30th, 2021. The police receive a call about a suspicious person dragging what appears to be a heavy object in a sheet. Indianapolis police responded to the early morning call. When they arrived, they found a woman wrapped in a comforter laying in a creek near the tree line east of the Always Inn, and the body had been decomposing. The victim was identified as Christy Holt and police immediately interviewed her boyfriend, Marcus Garvin. Now, he initially denied any involvement in his live-in girlfriend's murder, but as the investigation continued, a shocking discovery was made. Video surveillance from the motel showed Garvin dragging his girlfriend to the wooded area. The footage also shows Garvin dragging the heavy-appearing sheet from the motel room reserved by him and Holt. In the video, you can clearly see Garvin struggling to drag the sheet, and at one point you see a human arm fall out. Garvin was tracked down to the room at the Always Inn. When police arrived, they noticed the room smelled of human decomposition. Police also found a grocery cart, trash can, and Garvin's cut-off GPS monitor. There were no sheets on the bed and the floor was sticky. Additionally, two knives lay by the bathtub, and Garvin was planning to run. Now this time, when questioned, he told a different story. He said that he went through Christy's cell phone messages and found she was seeing someone else. In these texts, Holt was making fun of him by not having a job or going anywhere in life. He said he then woke up Christie and grabbed a small knife. Garvin then admitted to stabbing the side of her neck two times, but that Holt fought back causing a few other stab wounds. Garvin told police that six days after he murdered Christie, he was unsure of how to dispose of her body. He initially put her in the bathtub and turned the shower on, hoping to keep the smell down. Then Garvin tried to dismember her body, but his knife could not cut through her bones. He did try to move her body with the grocery cart, but he could not move the now days-old, lifeless body of Holt into the cart. That's when Marcus Garvin decided to use the comforter and bring her body to the woods. He claimed he only stabbed her between 10 and 15 times, but the autopsy results revealed something very different. 30-year-old Christy Holt was stabbed 51 times in the head, torso, thighs, hands, and completely around her neck. Garvin's trial from the stabbing in 2020 was set to begin just a few days shy of his confession. He took a plea deal, and Garvin could serve around 45 years in prison. When he was asked by police how he feels, he said he was, quote, sorry, but that she deserved it. He said he misses Holt and still loves her, but he felt he had no other option. Marcus Garvin's sentencing is set for June 23rd, later this month. So that's number two. So my point of this week short on time, John, is... I was just like piddling the internet and these are the the things that I'm coming across. And this is stuff that's just like happening every day. There's so many murders and crimes and things that people are doing to their loved ones that we don't even probably even touch.
1: Well, I like your approach here because I don't know if you remember, but when we did the peeping Thomas episode and we did mm-hmm. a couple of different peeping Tom cases and that yeah. was like one of my favorite ones to do because we got to kind of dabble in a couple of different things. So this is,
0: yeah, this is like a dismemberment of your loved ones trend. Yeah. I'm sure i could get on the internet and find five more
1: oh yeah and probably five more tomorrow you know right but also we've talked about this before right like this couple wasn't married and he was mad about some stuff that he found on his cell phone like if you don't have mental illness you say what's this hey are you happy in this relationship do we need to discuss where this is going
0: you sound like someone who lives with a therapist right But if you have
1: severe mental illness, you wake somebody up by stabbing them in the neck. You know what I mean? Like Just twice. Just twice. It's a insane overreaction. And I think like.
0: Like at least tell her why you're attacking her. I mean, I'm sure he did. But like, I'm just like, hey.
1: But, you know, like stabbing somebody because they took too long in the bathroom when you're at work.
0: Yeah. And just like nonchalantly walk back in like, oh, that felt great.
1: Like there's definitely a strong mental illness component with this. And I think sometimes where I get frustrated is like after you stab somebody in the back for taking too long in the restroom, like you should be mandated to see a therapist to get down to the root of it. But it's like we arrest you for a little bit. We take you to court. Like sometimes it feels like there is absolutely no focus on the rehabilitation.
0: I was also reading that initially Marcus's bail was set for $30,000 for the stabbing case at the Circle K. And then it got lower to $1,500 and then a nonprofit called the Bail Project um, helps to help him make bail, which is a group that helps people in the community who are defendants that may not be guilty or whatever, help them get out so that they can be home as things get sorted out within the the court system.
1: Well, I'm familiar with projects like the Bail Project. And really what their main objective is, is that unfortunately, in a lot of impoverished communities, law enforcement will pray and like, you know, essentially look for someone to do something petty or something like that. And then they get sent to jail and they can't bail out or bond out. And so you're kind of stuck in this. Now I'm just stuck here because I, you know, I'm not in a financial situation where I can be free. So there is a a pretty substantial movement to like end cash bail, because Mm -hmm. in some aspects it is really inhumane. And I'm kind of wondering if. This project is more of like the entire concept is inhumane. So we're going to help whoever we can, Mm -hmm. but I'm not sure if they would have like a vetting process or anything like that. I think globally, I, you know, as, as a holistic idea, I'm kind of for it, but I'm also like, yeah, that was not good. Cause you know, like I, I would really like to see something like the bail project or ending cash bill, but then have some kind of mandatory therapy or yeah, yeah, something to aid in rehabilitation, I think would be, you know, a better way to approach it.
0: But what'd you think about the second one?
1: This is a 10 for me and I'll tell you why it's random, not maybe necessarily the murder of the girlfriend, but you're just leaving the gas station and an employee walks out behind you and just stabs you in the back. Like that is terrifying to me because it's just this random thing. And when I hear that, I'm like, well, yes, it makes sense that this is the kind of person who would murder his girlfriend and try to dispose of her body over text messages. Right. There are wild card people out there walking the streets every day and you don't know who you're going to encounter. That, to me, I think is like the 10 aspect. because You never know. You could just look at this dude the wrong way. And
0: I mean, she was just sleeping and he was like going through her phone. He just wakes her up and then kills her. I mean, it's just crazy to me. I'm going to give it an eight. I think both of them are both very cruel and unusual and just violent for no reason.
1: Yeah. And that's the other thing I will say, too, is if you are in a relationship where you feel like you have to go through the other person's phone because you're suspicious, don't go through the phone. Just get out of the relationship.
0: If you are going through the phone, you're always going to find something because there's a reason you're going through the phone. Whether subconsciously or consciously, there's a reason you chose to go through the phone. Anytime I have gone through someone's phone, I have found something I didn't like. Do you know who doesn't go through people's phones after a lifelong lesson? Me. The truth will always come out.
1: Yep. And that's the other thing, too. It's like my wife knows my security passcode for my phone. I know hers. You know, like we could go through each other's phones, but but
0: there's no reason.
1: Right. That's just my PSA is like, if you're in a relationship where you're like, oh, I think I might have to like scroll through, see what's going on. Put it down, have a talk and just be like, I'm out of here because that's yeah. probably the better way to handle it. Well, Olivia was coming through on a double header. The first twofer. case, two, yeah, two for one. Olivia and I both tied at sixes when it comes to the murder of Margaret Craig. I'm coming a little bit higher at a 10. Olivia coming in at an eight when we're talking about the murder of Christy Holt. But as always, we want to know where did these two short on time stories fall on your Deadbolt test? You can let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram at Check the Locks Pod. Find us on Twitter at Check the Locks. And if you're not in our Facebook group, what are you doing? Come hang out with us. We'd love to get to know you, get to spend some time with you. And as always, if you are interested in financially supporting Chet the Locks, helping us keep the lights on, you can do so by becoming a patron. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Check the Locks. Get signed up today. We got a bunch of cool stuff, exclusive stickers, T-shirts, coffee mugs, all sorts of stuff you can only get from being a patron. Plus, you get the episodes early without any ads. So if you like what we do, but you hate hearing about T-Mobile or Comcast or whoever, sign up on Patreon. You can listen early. Don't have to worry about hearing those ads. And of course, if you cannot financially support Check the Locks, we definitely understand. We live in crazy times. And just to be honest with you, listening to the show, sharing it with your friends, your family means just as much, if not more. So if that is you, you're hanging out with us every week. You're letting the people in your life know about what we do. Just know that from the bottom of our hearts, we appreciate that more than we could ever put into words. That is how we're going to continue to grow our audience, our family, and just get Check the Locks in front of as many people as we can. That is it for this week's case, but please make sure that you are subscribed to Check the Locks on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. We will see you again next week with another truly terrifying bite-sized true crime case. But until then, don't forget to
0: check the locks. See you next week. It's a twofer.
1: Twofer. It's a twofer.